0: Hey, guys. So when you listen to the podcast and you hear the title SSAW Live Sports Podcast presented by the Craft Factory, you're probably wondering, what does the SSAW stand for? Well, it stands for Specialized Sports Analysis Worldwide. It's a huge Facebook group community that only talks about sports all day, every second, every hour. And from there, make sure that you type in the letters SSAW or just type in the full name Specialized Sports Analysis Worldwide on Facebook. When you click on it, make sure you put a request in. One of the founders will click on your request and from there you join a huge community that loves to simply talk about sports every day and every second. We talk about a wide variety of things from basketball to football to soccer to everything, you name it, even world wrestling entertainment. Everything under the sun, we love to talk about it because we simply just love sports. So, again, it's a Facebook group, a huge community that's waiting for you. Make sure you type that name in, and we'll welcome you wholeheartedly. Welcome to SSAW.
1: I think this is good for baseball. I think in the, in the, the big picture it's good for baseball.
2: I mean I get it. If you're if you're with the Oakland A's and you're on another team, I mean heck yeah, you better be telling your teammates, look, hey, heads up if you hear some noises when you're pitching, like this is right. what's going right. on for sure. But to go public, yeah, that it didn't sit sit so well with me.
3: special edition of diamond talk now this isn't something that usually happens but whenever mlb has a week like it has this week we have to talk about it and of course this week has been going on with the astros cheating scandal so far we've had three different managers either fired or stepped down because of this and just to catch you up and to you know discuss it we're gonna have uh rob and nick go through their thoughts and stuff like that and what this could potentially means for the future of the Ashos, shows the people involved and just all the stuff that's been coming out of it so you know rob how about you go ahead man how about you catch us up you let us know how everything's going as far as investigation how, how everything's been playing out so far and lead us to it i mean where do we really start with this whole situation
2: <laughs> like there's so- there's something new that comes out every single day Um, I mean, if we want to say it in its simplest form, the Astros are cheaters. Um, And yeah, I've been reading a lot. I've been reading uh, Manfred's report about the situation. I've also just been looking at reports from a lot of writers on The Athletic and things like that. And there were just some points that I wrote down that I think were like important to talk about, just because I think I think a lot of people um, that don't follow baseball too closely kind of get you know kind of like the very simplistic view of things and it's kind of important to like remember how all this got started because this has been happening since november i mean like all of this might seem recent but like mike fires came out with you know the 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 report was published by the athletic of what
3: mike fire said back in november and before, before we go further i, I just want to like a quick analogy for those that might not completely you know get how big this is you know imagine if you're playing bill belichick right and bill belichick knows every play that's coming right so essentially you're, you're on offense and you call a play action and the defense already knows the play action guess what that, that's a huge advantage for the defense and like look they still have to execute they still have to tackle they still have to get to the right position but it's a huge advantage and that's essentially what this is you know what i mean the batters knew what you know quote unquote play was coming which is what pitch is coming they knew whether it's gonna be an off speed a fastball and that's that's like the biggest way i can think of it to make it visualize for for people who might not be in tune of why this is such a big deal you know what i mean it, it makes a huge difference it's, it's a huge advantage to know what's gonna happen next and, and sorry to cut you rob off man you, you go ahead and keep going
2: you yeah, no, it, it's no problem you know i, I think I, I agree with that analogy, and I, I just think it's important for us to address some of the facts in this in this whole case first because there's so much opinion about what's been happening. So, like, the facts are this was published by The Athletic back in November. Mike Fires came out, and he an important thing is one of the things that The Athletic said was this is a league-wide issue, okay? So I don't want people to think that we're just singling out the Astros. But we have to focus on the Astros because that's who has been investigated by the MLB. And that's what that's what's currently taking place. Okay, I know a lot of people can say, well, the Red Sox did this. The Yankees did that. The Dodgers are doing this. But we have we have to by default focus on the Astros. So Mike Fires came out and he wasn't the only one like that's that's a mistake that a lot of people are making. There were actually four people who worked for the Houston Astros in 2017 who all said the same thing about their use of video cameras. The only difference is that three of them remained anonymous while Mike Fires doesn't really give a shit. So they were they all said, and here's the important part, they all said that in the 2017 season, the Astros were stealing signs in real time. Like, if I have that written down on a Word doc, the real-time part has to be capitalized. That is the difference here between just regular players seeing catchers put signs down in the middle of a game and relaying that to their teammates. They are using cameras positioned in the outfield to steal signs in real time, okay? And they also said that at least two uniformed Astros were the ones who started the process. They didn't specify who. But at the time that the article was written, they said that it was one hitter who was struggling at the plate and had benefit had benefited from the sign stealing and another coach who was trying to help maximize the benefit of that sign stealing. Now, we all know what they said back then, that they have a camera in center field and it has a feed that goes to their dugout and they relay, you know, the signs and then it leads to all the banging and everything like that. And that's basically what got us up to this point. You know, then there was the whole... Uh, Jimmy O'Brien video. For people that don't know, Jimmy O'Brien is John Boy on Twitter. He was the one that made the video with Danny Farquhar where you can clearly hear the banging on the trash can in that Astros game where Farquhar steps off the mound because he hears the banging and he kind of knows what's up and he kind of changes his signs. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to send it over to, to Nick. There's, there's a little more things that we have to talk about here, but you know, I think the only thing is here is that Something that I found interesting about this and we're at where we're at today is that at the time that that article was released, one of the sources of the Astros made it clear to Ken Rosenthal that the Astros sh- should not be a team that's seen as the poster, ch- poster child for sign stealing. And I'm sorry, but they should... And they will be the team that is the poster child for that. Because we're talking about a very specific kind of sign stealing. This isn't your regular sign stealing. The use of electronics is by, like this blatant use of electronics is by far the one of the worst scandals we've seen in the history of baseball.
3: Yeah. Um and again, just a little bit more background in case people don't know. There's a few things that go into this. So if you watch an MLB game, you will see that there are monitors within an MLB dugout. There's iPads. There's all that kind of things. And the way that the MLB tries to mitigate or take away the advantage of, you know, real time so you're not watching live video is that all those monitors, all those iPads, all those things that you would get a stream from, they're delayed by, I want to say, eight seconds. you know, eight seconds. There you go. Thank you, Nick. And that's how the way to deter. Granted, obviously, they're going to have to look into that to see if that's even something they want to continue doing. But to go further, as far as sign stealing, we have to differentiate sign stealing with electronic sign stealing. Right. Sign stealing has gone on in MLB for for a century. And the way that usually works is a coach usually gets to... They're usually, they're usually good enough to be able to tell when the other coach is giving off their signs. So it's essentially like when a good poker player knows the other players tell you know what i mean with electronic science dealing it's like having a camera right behind that other poker player and literally recording what cards they have and that's why it's such a big deal one thing is pretty much a skill it's off intuition while the other one's just a straight up hey look i'm gonna get away with this so i'm gonna try it and with that we're gonna go to you nick uh you know Follow up on what Rob was saying and, and give us your take on all this. Well,
1: bro, I was, that was going to be the exact analogy I was going to use, was watching the World Series of Poker. I used to watch a lot of poker, I still do every now and then, and watching Daniel and the Grand U call somebody's hand, almost to the suit and the cards, was, is a skill that he has above everybody else. And then you have other great people like Phil Ivey and Phil Hellmuth that can do that. But the difference between a player stealing a sign on second base because they figured out the sequence, and what the Astros did is like the guys that have the glasses on, actually having a TV feed with the World Series of Camera, World Series of Poker camera that's right underneath the cards. That's that's the difference. So that's a perfect analogy. Um, just to kind of recap for everybody who's listening, the penalties that happened. When I first heard them, I was like, "This is weak. This is terrible. This is a travesty. This doesn't deter anybody from doing this again." But then as I did research. There was a 5 million dollar fine to the Astros. That is the maximum that MLB can do. Now, I don't I haven't read the MLB constitution because I can't find it anywhere, so I don't know if that's per infraction, if that's through a total investigation. I don't know if they could have done it for different years, whatever, but that's the maximum uh, monetary penalty they can get. As far as Lunau and sorry, uh, Jeff Lunau and AJ Hinch getting banned for a year, getting, you know, um, suspended for a year, I think that's the third longest suspension of any major league official for any team in the history of the game and so that is significant um brandon taubom also got suspended from a year even though he got fired from the astros he can't come back for a year now so in in theory that is also extreme and then losing first and second round draft picks for the next two years a total of four picks that also is unprecedented that's never happened so when you take the maximum monetary and you take an unprecedented draft pick uh, reduction and you take the third longest penalty in history for suspension, all that combined is very significant. But does it deter players from not doing this? And this is considered a player-driven scheme. And to that point, I was really upset that no player is being affected by this in any way, shape, or form. So I'm glad I did some research and some reading because in 2017, after the Apple Watch incident, Uh, Rob Manfred released a statement in September, September 15th of 2017, to be specific. And the gist of it was that any future violations, all of the ramifications, all of the penalties, everything was going to be enforced at the general manager and on-field manager level. And he said that he would leave players alone. And my interpretation of that is his intent was to drive the leadership of a team to be very involved in the operations of their team and not to be a blind manager. So if the players were doing this, it was the leadership's job to go find out or to you know, realize it and to handle it. And also when they started doing the investigation November, in November, he granted immunity to all players for honest testimony. The only thing I don't agree with that is you still don't know if it's honest testimony because they still could be not telling you the full truth and not be honest as to not implicate themselves. So to that point, I've calmed down a little bit from the player standpoint. I still think personal accolades should be gone and I still think that there should be some sort of penalty against the players but there's the union side of it, there would be the grievances and the process through that might drag baseball through the mud even more than it is now rather than just letting it go as to what it is. So, the penalties... Before Yeah, we
3: before, get before to that, dude, I, I do want to say one thing as far as the player side and that's... We do also have to understand there is some systematic pressure as a player. You know what I mean? Like, I know we're talking about the big names a little bit like altuve and bregman and we'll get to that a little bit later but i i think the reason why the league did institute that is because if you have someone that's like the 25th man on the roster you know imagine imagine being the backup catcher on the astros and being the one who you know snitched you're probably not getting a job anywhere else you know what i mean that that, that whole clubhouse presence i think that's why you know kind of why the mlb tried putting it put that onus more on managing and, and putting it on you know the ownership uh and you know you know fairs is one of that guy you know what i mean my, my figures i'm talking about here where he's not you know by any stretch of imagination you know an ace type pitcher but at the same time you know he's serviceable and this is something where it, it, in houston he probably didn't have a he doesn't want to be that guy that, that came out as a snitch but obviously now he plays for for the rival which you know if, if you're if you're houston you might want to be smart about that and not let him go out but you know sorry to you cut you off i just want to make sure that i do want people to think of it as you know players there is a, there is a human side to this too and if you're not one of the star players you can't you know you don't want to snitch on your other teammates you know what i mean it's just kind of you know, snitches get stitches, as they say, but not not, not even that. Like you did win a world series with your boys. You know I mean, and you know, before I, we, you know, that's kind of beside the, the point. Was Nick was saying, but I just want to throw that in there. So my bad, Nick. continues. No, you're
1: good, and I totally understand that. Um, but I, there was one in in the reports that I read, and the research that I read. It was there was one comment that said that if AJ Hinch, who actually damaged monitors on two different occasions, he came in and broke monitors that they were using for this system. And they said if Hanch ever told them to stop doing it, they would have stopped doing it. I don't believe that because he obviously showed his disapproval just because he didn't say, hey, don't do this anymore. Doesn't mean he didn't want you to do it. And so I get it. Like, you don't want to snitch on your teammates, but there should have been somebody who had the integrity somewhere along the line to say, guys, this isn't right. And Alex Kor, if he really is the ringleader, he's not even a player. Like, he can't lose his career. All he can do is not manage or coach again. He's made his money. He's made his impact on the game. He pretty much has nothing to lose. So to me, it's a bunch of chicken shits not stepping up. I get it. You're doing whatever you can to win a title. But it just, for me, the players should still be affected. And to me, I really feel like the players' union, unless they fear that this is very much more widespread and it goes into pretty much every team and you have a fear of losing every player or... The majority of your players, then I don't see why the players union wouldn't take some sort of action to really clean up the game and say, look, we don't have room for these players. And the quote that I saw today that I absolutely love and Rob posted it on the page from Alex Wood. I would rather face a player that was taking steroids than face a player that knew every pitch that was coming. And as a former pitcher, yeah, I will give you the steroids. I'll inject in myself because if you don't know what I'm throwing, I still know I have a really good chance of getting you out. But I will I would much rather go up against Barry Bonds full steroid out rather than go up against Dave, uh, David David or yeah Eckstein knowing what pitch I have. I would do better against Barry Bonds, the greatest offensive player ever to play the game not knowing my pitches than I would against David Eckstein knowing my pitches because it's just that much of an advantage. And I really think that the, the the penalties should hit the players in some way, shape, or form. But Manfred, I mean, in my opinion, he needs to be gone. He's not helping the game advance in any way, shape, or form. And to me, he's just spineless in not saying, you know what? I know I promised immunity or I know what I said in 2017. But through this investigation, this came out as a player-driven uh, scheme. And because the players drove it, and the manager showed his disapproval by breaking monitors the players do have to be disciplined in some way and who knows what that would be i have my own ideas but for right now they're clear and i think the fear is that it happened in boston there was the apple watch for the yankees in 2017 now there's stuff coming up about the dodgers possibly doing some sort of cheating like this so the the way it spreads out through all of Major League Baseball is probably the scary part. And if you don't know where it ends, it's really hard to get penalties with just where it starts.
3: You know what? And here's the thing, man, I think the biggest problem with all this, and and, and I know, look, I, ever since we started this podcast, I kind of pretty much took on the, the mindset that I'm probably never going to get a, you know, a job in the MLB because of the shit I say. But the game has gotten too much away from the field and to the front offices. We've gotten we've gotten to a point where the game isn't one with the nine men that are, you know, on the playing field. There's way too much shit that goes on behind the scene when it comes to numbers, when it comes to, you know, all this video shit who, you know, what say what you want. All oh, the players knew like, sure, the, of course, the players knew. But at the same time, it's the pressure from the guys who are not on the field, who can't contribute, who want to have that control over what the result is that causes all this yeah but to your point you know to I that,
1: but I mean really what are they going to do if you have Springer Altuve and Correa saying hey no I don't want to do this this is not right we're going to go win no, on our
3: own 100%, 100%. I'm, not, I'm not I'm not trying to take the responsibility away from the players I you know I think every player who's on those rosters inc- including Mike Fears needs should be suspended for some period of time that period of time I'm up to debate for I don't I don't know what's the right what's, what's the right time of the season is it less than that is it more than that I have no idea, but what I'm trying to say though is as a grand scheme of just where we're at with baseball, it's, it's t- we're taking away what's happening on the field and we're letting too much other factors make decisions. You know, we, we we're talking about, and if you see, if you watch, um, or if you listen to baseball tonight's podcast, which I do sometimes AJ Ellis was on there and he's like, look, we're, we're at the point where front offices, they're making the in-game decisions. And by that i mean they're calling pitches by that i mean they're the ones doing the shifts and for me that's absolutely terrible you're taking away from what a manager's job is you're taking away from what the bench coach's jobs are you're taking away from you know some of the the intuition you're taking away from some of the thought that went into the baseball players themselves and that keeps on happening with the shift you've lost some athleticism you don't have guys that that need to die for as many plays why because data says you know this and granted, that's always been a part of it but you know we're at a, an extreme point where games are won off the field almost and this cheating thing is a microcosm of that you know what i mean where guys want so much control because you know what like you can't tell me that the only people who knew in that building were the players the coaches and that's it no this was something that had to be known from you know the top throughout the system I you know What I mean I
1: agree that the owner knew and even though the report says he doesn't I think that's just Manfred protecting his boss
3: he has to know it's it's your team if you're any if you're if you're an owner of any kind of responsibility and any kind of stake, you you're gonna know that shit. you know what I mean like that's that's just borderline irresponsible and I know you said about one commissioner Look, man, I look at someone like Adam Silver, who's the commissioner of NBA, and oh my God, if I had the money, I would want to sign a gazillion dollar check and just say, hey, look, come come be our commissioner for, for the next 10 years and let's see where we go with oh, this yeah. thing. And, you know, basketball has exploded. Like, it is crazy. The amount of, like, you can, even when basketball is bad, it is good and it, and it is insane. But you know what, to get back to our, our baseball, I know we're kind of doing a, a little State of the Union address here. You know, um, we're gonna go back to Rob because there is a lot of fallout that comes up. We talk about players and we talk about coaches and there's one guy who's right in the middle because he just started while he was a player and now he's suffering the punishment as a coach, even though he hasn't coached a, a major league game yet, but he's already gone. And of course, we're talking about Carlos Beltran. And with Carlos Beltran, we know he got the Mets job this off season and if you didn't know he's already off that job he's resigned and there's been conflicting reports whether it was mutual or whether he stepped back or you know whatever the case is and to make things more interesting and they really are more interesting is uh he has apparently a niece or someone who is is saying that is his niece that's pretty much reporting you know all these things that has already predicted not, not predicted but has already um said things about the Astros that were uncovered either through the investigation or, you know, th- they eventually found out. So she had, I don't know if she has some kind of merit, but she's been right twice at least. So Rob, you know, please, you know, please go into that. You know, what does this mean for Beltran and, you know, things like, things like that, you know, let's, let's go, let's go into that side of things right now. Yeah. You know, for,
2: for Carlos Beltran, quite simply, it just means that his dream of being an MOB manager is crushed. Um, I think that he, I think he probably has the best opportunity out of an AJ Hinch or an Alex Cora to to get another job as a manager after a few years go by. Um, I'm am of the personal opinion I don't think Alex Cora and AJ Hinch should be managing a baseball team um, anytime in the near future. Um, but he, yeah, he lost out on on what was one of his one of his dream jobs, and I don't think it's necessarily fair. But I do understand why he did it. There was going to be so much negative PR that comes the Mets way. And I know some people will make a joke like, oh, it's the Mets. They, they're they used to the negative PR. But yeah, there was, there was just going to be so much um, distraction. And I think that's kind of what you don't want, especially especially when you look at the type of team that the Mets have. You know, the Mets missed out on the playoffs this past season, but they're there. You know, that National League East um, is getting very, very tight. And when you have guys like Pete Alonso and a Jacob DeGrom and a Michael Conforto and you have this, you know, you have this solid team to build around, I think the distractions is one of of the things that you definitely don't want. So it sucks for Carlos Beltran because, uh, you know, one of the things that Nick mentioned was that Manfred had said... That a lot of these testimonies, especially for the players, were were going to have some, you know, you were, you were going to be able to remain anonymous in, in a way and, and you were going to receive some sense of, of immunity. And that's kind of where the trickiness comes in because Carlos Beltran was a player in 2017. But yet Carlos Beltran is mentioned in his report when no other player was mentioned in his report. Um, and I believe the the part of his report that mentions Beltran um, says, quote, approximately two months into the 2017 season, a group of players, including Carlos Beltran, discussed that the team could improve on decoding opposing team signs and communicating the signs to the batter. And he follows that up by saying Cora arranged for a video room technician to install a monitor displaying the center field camera feed immediately outside of the Astros dugout. So based off of everything that I've read on his report, it it seems like Alex Cora is the number one guy at the head of this scheme. And I... I'm just going off of his report. I can't tell you that Carlos Beltran was involved 5%, 20%, 50%, 100% in this scheme. Um, but, you know, it, it, it sucks for Beltran. He, he's definitely a guy that I really like in, in the world of baseball. But if he does have some involvement in this, I completely understand why he stepped down. Now, the thing with the Twitter page is where we get a lot of interesting possibilities because – you know, as you mentioned, the Twitter page reported that Carlos Beltran would be hired as the manager of the Mets. And it came true. It also reported that Carlos Beltran would step down as the manager of the Mets. And that also came true. So we also had Marley Rivera from ESPN, um, you know, kind of reveal that she spoke to the Beltran family. And they they denied that the page had any connection to Carlos Beltran like that. That wasn't his niece. So two things that I have to say about that. Number one. If it was, if it was really his niece, would they say that it was his niece? Like they they wouldn't they wouldn't flat out admit that that's his niece. Like so
3: at that point, it's an awkward Thanksgiving already. Yeah,
2: like they're not gonna even if it is his niece, they're not gonna say, oh yeah, that's that's our niece. Um, and number two is. Does it, the fact, if it's not his niece, does it take away from anything that the page has been saying? I mean, the page has, has said things, two things about Carlos Beltran already ahead of time before they happen. Like the, the whole Beltran stepping down thing, that was, that page said it in a statement. They didn't say, oh, word around the league is that Carlos Beltran will be stepping down. They said in a statement, Carlos Beltran will be stepping down as manager of the Mets. And next day, it happens. So, I think the page does have some validity. Now, the page did go off when mentioning that Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman were using wires or buzzing devices um, to know, you know, what pitches were coming. And that presents a whole nother different issue in this case, because to me... M ML- and I said this I said this on the Facebook page I think the MOB is if these allegations keep getting push 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 they're going to have to open another investigation and, into the wire and the buzzing thing because this like this one is, is is even more serious like if you start to single out players and you can show me substantial evidence that Altuve and Alex Regman were wired up they had these these buzzing devices or whatever at the very least you have to throw them substantial suspensions like you're talking at least a year possibly two years i mean i know nick had nick can go a little bit into into it more there were some mentions of lifetime bands i don't know if i would take it that far but um you know that, and that that will be something that's thrown out there by some people um and they they would probably be in the right i mean you're talking about superstars in the game like possibly being being suspended for a substantial periods of time due, due to this if if there's any you know real evidence that comes out um so yeah we're we're in a very we're in a very tricky situation right now with this whole with this whole twitter thing and i think um you know i don't know if you guys saw this but i saw a video that they were talking about today of um robinson robinson chisneros who just signed he just signed to go back to the Texas yeah, rangers yeah. but the catcher, the catcher did you see you the video, the the video yet yeah. there was a video um i think it was of this past season Where he's he's um, up at the plate and he takes a swing at a pitch and I can't really see if it's off the end of his bat or off his wrist, but when he makes the swing, like a little wire thing falls off, like it falls off onto the ground. Right? You can't see it clearly, but it falls off onto the ground and he walks over to it and he picks it up and he tries to pocket it. Now people are now people online are saying, oh, that's just like the sticker from like the bat or whatever. Why the fuck Why the hell would you why, pick that up? Why, why the fuck yeah. would someone walk over to pick up a sticker from a bat? Like come on now, like you have to use some common sense. If you're picking up something and you're trying to pocket it like that, you know, in a way you're trying to hide it with this whole, you know, the whole Jose Altuve thing today, like don't rip off my shirt or anything like that. I mean, look, I'm not here to make any allegations against the Houston Astros because nothing has been proven. All of this, I, I want to make this clear, all of this, the wire thing, specifically talking about the wire usage and the and the buzzing devices, these are rumors. The fact that the Astros cheated, that is a fact. Like there is no denying that. You, can, you can't deny the use of a video camera to cheat. Like I don't care. How much of an Astros fan you are—that there's no room to deny that. We will wait until the buzzing devices things. You know, if there's concrete evidence that comes out towards that. But yeah, I think I think we're in for a ride this MLB
3: season. Bad, that's a good thing, though. I, I think I, I really think that's a good yeah. thing, and we'll get to that a little later. But I mean, not a little later. We'll get that pretty soon. But you know, Nick, I just want to hear your kind of like last thoughts on those things. You know, what I mean, although I guess the new unfounded evidence, but the kind of you know hints of those things happening and you know what's your take on that do you think any of this has any merit you know what i mean do you wh- I, I mean i don't know what there is real there's no real question here like, other than you know what's your opinion on this kind of well, stuff unfortunately
1: i think there's a lot of merit to it i mean I, I have a feeling there's gonna be a lot more pictures and video coming up of what looks like wires i, I saw a picture online today of what looked like a, a wire tape to the left pectoral of uh, josh reddick in an interview and so oh well, that's just a confetti that fell down well okay maybe the Thing that looks like tape is confetti sticking to him, but it stayed on him like for a long time. Like past the interview into the clubhouse celebration, there's a wire hanging down from it. And the interesting part is the timeline of this whole scandal that MLB did 2016, there's no evidence of cheating. Early 2017, there's evidence of video usage and somehow relaying the signs. And then the timeline that Rob put in there where they escalated it, two months into the 2017 season, they started using the trash can. But then all of a sudden they move their video room closer to the dugout in 2018 before the season, and then there's quote unquote no evidence of this process in 2018. But 2018 is where you start seeing pictures. Sorry, 2018, 2019 is where you start seeing pictures of the videotape or the wires and everything. So it's it's crazy that that kind of coincides to that exact time where they're they stop it all of a sudden the players said it's no longer effective and when it's no longer effective that's crap come on if you used it for a year it's still effective so all of a sudden it's no longer effective now all of a sudden there's wiretap type possibility so there's that setup. i think it's legit um but what i kind of want to end off on is just going with where i want to see this go i really want to see them do i don't know a full investigation of the wiretap is necessary, but I want them. I want to see them actually possibly affect players. And what I think would be a good fit is banning them as opposed to full years, which would hurt the fans just as much as the players. Maybe just postseason, ban them from postseason play. That's going to affect where they can go. That's going to affect their pay, but you still get to see them play in the regular season. Um, but I just hope the game leans into this and Manfred, as long as he's there and everybody else, leans into it and starts really accepting the. It's going to be bad press to start, but I really hope that they actually get into the idea of like, let's lean into this. Let's let's take the press. Let's build the game and go take a negative and turn into a positive and build the game that way and just really create a sense of integrity for the game going forward from other players.
3: Yeah. and You know what? Not for nothing. There's some like some Richard Nixon ass shit out here. We got wiretaps. Mm -hmm. We got secret agents talking about shit. I don't know how, how much you guys are into history and shit, but holy crap. It's It's been an uh, entertaining-ass 24 hours. Yeah. And, you know, j- j- just a couple of things, man. And you did mention that 2017 season. And you guys should correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the Astros started off that season pretty slowly. You know what I mean? I, I, if I remember correctly, and, you know, I have a shit memory, so you guys let me know if I'm wrong. But I thought the Astros, if, if I remember correctly, the Astros started 2017 pretty slowly, and it wasn't until, you know, That June, July, you know, we're into summer now, that their hot streak began where they just started beating teams and their offense was ranked amongst the tops in baseball during those periods and things like that. And next thing, man, look, just from an analytical point, man, look, if you if you're banging cans at one point, you're going from caveman technology to you know having the wires with the sensors or whatever that makes sense that, that does make sense you know you you usually do get better at cheating i don't feel like you'd get worse i don't i don't feel you'd go from banging cans to yelling from the doll and from the you know dugout it's a fastball you know what i mean so it, it just seems like it got a little bit more sophisticated and you know one one thing that i think we need to take away from this if you're, if you're a fan of baseball and even even if, if you're not and you're kind of just hearing this because you you love hearing all the dramas going on man look this can potentially be a great day for baseball and i'm not trying to be like oh this is a silver lining no like look for the first time in what feels like 20 years baseball was the main story on espn baseball was the main story on fs1 baseball was the main story you got that that aol pop-up if you still use aol that said oh my god we heard this happened and Granted, that's not what you want to be known for. It's not, you know, positive press. But baseball is at this point where any press is positive press. More people today that usually tune in to, to those outlets to hear about the NFL and the NBA. Today, they had to hear about baseball before it got to any of those other points. And that's amazing because, you know what? It's more interesting. We, you know, like today, just tracking based on, you know, our Facebook group, we probably had more people comment on that than we've had according to a baseball point, a baseball post. We've had more people comment on that than we've probably had, you know, any other year, because you know what? It is interesting. It's, it's, it's not just a sport, but it's kind of like reality TV, which you know what people buy into people love, like, like the one thing that, that people love about the NBA and even the NFL to a certain level is they love the drama. They love the, off-season free agency thing you know what i mean like think about lebron james des- decision and how much press that got and how much press free agency itself is getting today from from the nba and with the nfl like look nobody makes fun of ab and obj and all these guys more than me because i think they're clowns but we're talking about them and that's and that's the point Baseball needs to get talked about whether it's bad or good if you talk about it it's gonna you know bring people in and, and in the world of memes and you know quick jokes on twitter you know baseball needs to put their hat in the ring and say look we're willing to take our you know you could chuckle at us as long as you're talking about us and that's going to bring more money into baseball whether, whether they believe so or not you know what i mean and uh, you know before before we leave we're, we're about to we're about to end here you know rob do you have any any last points before we end here
2: yeah man i think you know i i, I agree with what you're saying um that there, there are definitely a good amount of eyes on baseball and it, it's it's kind of weird to say that cuz you're basically going from from like you know now there's there, there's as many eyes on baseball now as there was from like the last cheating scandal so it's kind of like it's kind of like you know baseball has to have a cheating scandal to to get this much um, attention but i think i think overall it's, it's just going to be interesting to see what happens moving forward um and yeah i i agree with you i agree with you 100 like this is this is a huge scandal there's definitely punishments that need to be handed out if if an investigation takes place and and more things are found out but you know i will tell you as a baseball fan that the houston astros aren't coming to yankee stadium until the end of the season like they're coming to yankee stadium this year in september and I will have my money saved up because I will go to the stadium for one of those games to see the reaction that Houston players get in Yankee Stadium. And if anything, it's hyped up so many potential series, like even in Boston. Like I, 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 I can't wait to, to hear Fenway fans' reactions to the Astros and things like that. Um, you know, I'm not going to say I'm not going to say the potential matchup of Houston and and the Dodgers in the World Series because we know that's not happening because the Yankees are going there this year, but. You know,
3: so we'll, we'll we'll take care of the Astros in the regular season. And, and look, I love that. I think baseball does need villains. Like I said, man, look, and I've been and I've been you know hammering this away everywhere I can. Like the the other day, I literally had a LinkedIn post, fucking LinkedIn, about how baseball needs to have more drama. So that look, yeah. we need villains. We need villains. Guess what, Houston Astros, you guys are villains. Anytime that Alex Bregman walks into a ballpark, anytime Jose Altuve walks in a ballpark, all eyes are going to be on them. People are going to go just to get on them because, look, people love talking shit. It's just yeah. it's just a fact. dude.
2: And you know what it, I mean? It, it's like you it's like you were saying earlier, like, look, for example, first take right. First take on ESPN, Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman are both huge Yankee fans. Right. Just to give an example, they didn't talk about the Garrett Cole signing until like two weeks after the fact that he had been signed they've been talking about this Houston Astros scandal and I don't know about you but I mentioned this to my dad the other day I'm like you remember back in like I think it was like 04 right like you remember that fight between like A-Rod and and, uh, Jason Veritek? Where like, yeah, like yeah. you know, that that it was like 03 or 04 or whatever it was. Like that crazy fight between the Red Sox and Yankees. Dude, I don't know about you, but these last three or four years, it feels like the Astros are our new Red Sox. Like, it's like the Yankees. <laughs> I, 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 I would love, I would love to just see like Aaron Judge just toss Jose Altuve like 20 yards down the field in a fight. Like you know, like like we
3: have the potential from for some very very entertaining baseball this season. Yeah, look, and, and and that's the thing. No matter where they go, they've kind of taken on like the Patriots persona, where people don't really respect them. Like they they, they you know, they know they're good. Like no one's gonna say that guys like Alex Bregman, Jose Altuve, George Springer. Nobody's gonna say they're not talented, and they shouldn't say they're no, not they, talented because you know what? They are, like, they're just tainted. They're, they're, they're definitely tainted. But people are gonna you know people are gonna want to watch. People want to see them fail now. Right. You know what I mean? Where before it was kind of like a love story, like "Oh my god, look at look how good that like legal midgets doing." And now, it, now it's kind of like <laughs> no, I, 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 I want uh, what's it called? Doctor Evil's uh you know Mini Me. I forgot his name. Me. <laughs> <laughs> I want I want Mini Me to fail now. Wow. You know what I mean? And that's good for the game. Like you need drama. Like I don't care. I don't care. Like how wholesome you want to be. You need drama, and I think. If you play this right, it's going to be amazing. Nick, man, any any last words from you, man? Anything you got at
1: the end of this? No, nah, I mean, I, I hope for... I really hope that Bregman is an MVP candidate again. I hope Altuve is an MVP candidate again. I hope Springer has a killer year. I would love for the players to have an even better year than they've ever had. And I would love nothing more than the Astros to go back to the World Series this year. Sorry, Yankees fans. Sorry, Red Sox fans. Ugh. But it would... For me, it would put the player involvement at such a minimal level because then their talent would really succeed. If all those guys fall off and the Astros somehow end up maybe not even making the playoffs, it's going to just be such a stain. And if that happens, then even more so, I'd want the players punished, ban them from the Hall of Fame. I mean, what Pete Rose did and what the Black Sox did is nothing compared to this as far as I'm concerned. Yes, the Black Sox intentionally threw games to make money, but that wasn't a time where you couldn't play baseball and live with the upper echelon. Now, if you're good at baseball, you can live com- more comfortably. You're in the 1% for the most part if you're really good at baseball. Back then, they were working two or three jobs, so to be able to live for a year to throw a couple games, that makes sense. But if they're going to be banned for life, these guys should be banned at least from you know accolades, postseason something especially if they are way worse this year. But, man, I really hope they're just as good, if not better, just so that the talent comes through and the skills come through and they won't have this over their head. I, I really feel for the players in this because they did cheat, and I, I hate that, but hopefully they can show their skills, override what they did. And for the game of baseball, I mean, this would not there wouldn't be a better time than Mike Trout to really come out of his shell and to have a bunch of guys just come out of their shells and really promote the game to get it through this because the players are going to have to be a part of it. MLB can't do it on their own.
3: Look, man, I'm going to completely disagree with you. I want them to suck. I know you do,
1: because you're a Yankees fan, bro.
3: Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, that doesn't hurt. But no, look, I want them to be absolutely fucking terrible. And I'll tell you why. It doesn't even have to do specifically with the Astros. We're we're at a point with baseball, where we're at in baseball history, where analytics rules the day, where we've been told for Five to seven years. Oh, striking out doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like whatever. And now it's an out. Yet we have teams like the the Astros. And look, I'm like I'm even going to put the Red Sox in there. Where the reason why a big reason why they won is because they didn't strike out. They put the ball in play. there were they were annoying lineups. And you know what? It made us think. Look, these guys are these guys are really good at what they what they do. Not only can they put up those analytic numbers that everyone loves, but they can also do the classic things like put the ball in play and that's what's helping them win and guess what if you're cheating in order to put the ball in play because you don't you know that your guy striking out hurts your team then your analytic fucking thing that you've been talking about the last five years is fucking bullshit and we're getting to a point where analytics is taking such a deep dive that we're getting almost back to traditional baseball where it's like oh look making contact and not striking out does help win games we just we just see we just saw the washington nationals win a world series based off a fucking base hit that turned into a double that turns like two a game-winning rbi because the guy misplayed the ball so when you say like putting the ball in play matters that's a perfect example of that and we've been told for fucking years oh who cares if you strike out a lot you know what i mean like we just want you to get on base like we'll take a strike out if it means you're gonna put the ball in in the air eventually and no Things like this this credit the whole analytic movement. No, the, I've said no, it man. This
1: this proves it. So, if, sorry if if the if the Astros do what they did last year this year because they're gonna be in certain much scrutiny. There's no way they can do this again. If there's just no way, MLB is gonna have officials all over that place. So if they can do what they did last year, which was strike out the least of any offensive team, then it's gonna show that the players' skill. Putting the ball in play is what's going to get you there.
3: But yeah, here's the thing: that's a huge fucking if, though. That's why I want to. See we're it. saying if. That's right? why I want to see it, though. That's, that's why you want to say, and that's why I don't, because I think we're we're getting fed so much bullshit as far as like, look, this is where the had where the baseball where, where, where baseball is going. This is better for our players, and you know what? We've yet to see a team like the the, the Dodgers, who I would say is the most consistent, heavy analytical team. And, you know, they've yet to win one. Granted, look, now they have a great, they have a great debate on why their system works and how they were cheated. But, you know, look, my point is still, look, we, we're at a point where we're getting lied to and shit like that. So, you know, it, it is what it is. We'll see, we'll see where it goes. And with that, you know, we're going we're gonna to end our show. And if you guys want to talk more about this, if you want to share your opinion, please come on our website, SAW on Facebook. You know find us find us on instagram find us on facebook find us on twitter and we'll have a discussion we want to hear what you have to say you know what i mean this is a discussion that can have has many sides and the more sides we hear the better it is not only for us but even for baseball you know what i mean there's arguments to be made for for every side so find us on facebook join our group become a part of our family and you know thank you for listening to us today keep watching baseball yeah it it sounds like we're we're in for a really exciting 2020 the roaring 20s are back i don't know if babe roof is gonna pop in anytime soon but but it sounds like it sounds like we're in for a good time you know thanks rob and nick by the way guys for you guys listening we did this last minute We, we we knew this was really important and we made sure that you know we gathered rob and nick through our schedules and through our east coast west coast uh time differences to make sure we got this episode out for you guys So thank you for listening. Thank you, Rob and Nick. And we'll catch you guys next time.
0: Hey, guys, we want to thank you for listening to the Diamond Talk podcast presented by The Craft Factory. Stay tuned for the next episode. But until then, if you have any statements, comments, or you want your questions answered live on the podcast, feel free to email us at DiamondTalkPodcast at gmail.com. That's DiamondTalkPodcast at gmail.com. See you soon.